Welcome to Scooby-Doo Legend of the Podcast. Today we're on Chapter 27, Mayhem of the Moving Mosque. So, this is Season 3, Episode 6 of A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, and we are on the series finale. Cannot believe it, we're, we've made it here. Yeah, it's only taken a few months, but we made it! The end of the puppy... Years are here. The early years. Yes. So, what did you think as a series finale? I mean, I know it wasn't like a a series that would really have a grand finale. You know, it was just another episode. But yeah, as far as it goes, like, how do you feel for this episode? To be honest, um, going from the last episode where it was three different parts to this one. I actually really enjoyed it. I like I missed the just the one story yeah. and a bit more of a dynamic story. I mean, it's still really simple, but I liked it. And I think the they had some cool new things, but nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. So like overall, it was a really good episode to end on. I I feel like yeah, it really started to finally push the gang out of Coolsville. I feel like I mean yes, yeah. they literally left Coolsville, but. Uh, it just kind of, it's introducing them, you know, like, that there's mysteries outside of Coolsville. And that they're also working with, like, other bigger yeah. companies. Because in this episode, they work with a big company that also apparently solves mysteries, <laughs> so. Okay, so let's jump into this with Fred. I have one note for him. <laughs> uh but he actually got put into the National Exaggerator yeah. for the series finale. I was like, oh my goodness. <gasps> I mean... So he had an article written about him. Yeah, what was it again? Something about, like, really dumb kid believes in monsters or something. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a mean thing. But he yeah. was really happy and proud about it. And whenever someone was like, aren't you that kid in that National Exaggerator column about... The dumb kid who believes in ghosts is like, yep, that's me. Yeah. I mean, at least he's, you know, just uh, soaking it all up. Like, he's just like, yeah, this, that's me. That's right. <laughs> I am on the front page. Yeah, he doesn't care as long as he's being noticed, I guess. I also put that he's um, the one that says they're on the job. Mm. So, kind of a minor note, but... He's kind of new to the person that does that. So yeah. For the finale, he was, again, the one that accepts the job officially. Um, also, at one part, his hair comes off. <laughs> yeah. We see him bald for a minute. <laughs> yeah, he has to put it back on quick. I'm. <laughs> that was kind of funny. It's kind of funny because I watch my nephew, like, twice a week. And I'm, I don't want this to sound mean, but I'm like, I'm like if I'm going to watch you, then you're going to love Scooby-Doo. Sorry, but it's just the rules of being my nephew. And he loves the Lego Scooby-Doo blow-up beach bash. And, you know, in that one, they're, they're Legos. And so, like, when they're scared or something, like, their hair kind of pops off and whatever because they're toys and... Anyway, it reminded me of that because in the the two Lego movies that there are, um, they really played with like the hair coming off and whatever, and and, and per- 
particularly in the blowout beach bash one there's a part where they kind of like run into each other bump into each other and all their hairs go on each other and whatever so they have to like swap their hair back and whatever <laughs> but it just reminded me of that i was like oh wow that's interesting yeah it was kind of a funny moment is that all he had for fred uh just that he also of course include his red herring yes but red herring comes back one time <laughs> so daphne uh this is kind of a minor note too but uh, she notes, she kind of says that her family has added on to their house since the oh, last yeah. time we've seen seen it. Um, I, I don't know why I found that interesting, but yeah, uh, her house apparently is growing. Yeah. I don't know what for. Like, do they are they having all these kids or they have to just flex their wealth? Yeah, really. I mean, they were in that big building of the business and yeah. someone says wow Daphne it's almost as big as your house and she just finally pronounced yeah before we expanded yeah <laughs> so she's just like <laughs> she's just yeah yeah that was Scooby who said it oh okay yeah so she still has the Scooby snacks but she also has monster snacks from monster yeah she bribed Scooby and then the monster is kind of like hey and she's yeah. like fine do you want a monster snack <laughs> they both accept their snacks and did you notice like the box of monster snacks were the same color as the monster oh i didn't notice that i don't know why i noticed that but it was just like oh wow it was like a monster snack box made for him. Uh, so they end up in New York in this episode, but Daphne still calls Jenkins and he comes all the way to New York to aid her in her dirty dress. Uh, so she has to get clean. Okay, and I thought it was really funny because like, she puts up one of those lock thingy. I don't know what they're called. Um. Shoot, I'm trying to think what they're called in Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. Those, like, folded, like, room divider things. Yeah. I'm, like, describing it not very good. Anyway, but she, like, puts it up, and obviously it's, like, to shield us from her or whatever, you know, while she changes. But I thought it was so funny because at, at this point in the episode, the well, they had, like, fallen into a dumpster, and that's why her dress got dirty. But, like, she hops out of the dumpster and then pulls that thing out to change and like the rest of the gang are just like right above her like watching her i'm like yeah and like jenkins too is like right next to yeah. it just like whatever i mean i was like well that kind of defeated the purpose of that but all right i don't know i just thought it was interesting i'm like y'all could like look the other way or something but okay i guess it's just cartoon logic if yeah you can't see her no one else can <laughs> yeah. so, you know uh eventually she kind of gets fed up with fred and is like fred there's no such thing as monsters but this time she's finally like right velma like yeah is that right she asked velma for validation because mm -hmm. she's like right velma because velma is always right velma always knows well, almost always. No <laughs> one's perfect, but... So, but this is, like, our first hint at she's, like, starting to be uh, 
lean leaning towards another belief that yeah. monsters could be real. She's kind of being a bit more open minded. Yeah. Whether she's fully um what's the word? Acknowledge of it or not. Mm-hmm. She definitely was like, right, Velma? Like there can't be monsters. Can <laughs> there? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I thought it was cool or we're seeing the transition happening. Yeah. Um, I also put that because Daphne is usually the one, like, the most common sense one in the group mm-hmm. in terms of, like, like yeah, like, she's never really believed in ghosts or monsters. But there's this one character who, like, I guess his business is failing. He has, like, a car wash business or something. And he's like, who, would, who wants to go to a business to wash windows with no bucket or squeegee. And she's like, why not just buy a bucket and squeegee? <laughs> and he was like, wow, I never thought of that. That's a good yeah. idea as he walks away. So she's kind of like, uh, duh. Like, the poor, which poor is, dude. Yeah, I mean, clearly her parents are business owners. Like, they, at one point, she was hired by them to mm. own and run a business. So yeah. she's always, she's obviously a thinker in that sense of like, well, just buy it then if it's good for your business. So, yeah, that's true. I'm trying to think if we, cause yeah, I'm trying to think if we ever will see her, like have a business of her own. The only other things I can think of, um, well, originally in Zombie Island, um, it was said that she had her own like TV show. And whatever, but then we learn in Return to Zombie Island that that was just a school project, um, which I mean we we obviously know and we learn that she would like to be in like the film industry and whatever, but obviously you know her heart's in mystery solving, so she wouldn't really pursue that passion unless. You know, they literally were like, no more mystery solving ever again, you know. Um, But we also do see her, I mean, it's not like a paying job or anything, but uh, we will eventually see her pursue a blog, like a Daphnatics blog, where she like gets on and like live streams and talks to her fans and whatever. But... uh, I don't I don't think we'll ever see her like actually own a business. Uh she will she will go to Hawaii at one point because she like uh becomes like a, a model for this particular company. It was like just a one off thing though. Um Yeah, I don't know. We'll actually see that movie here not too long into the future, but Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know why I got into that tangent, but I'm, it just made me think. I'm like, you know, because you have a point. Like, we clearly she has she could run a business, but she's just not ready to at this point. Like, she's still very young. Yeah, I mean, in the episode where she was running the arcade or whatever it was, she wasn't like too into it. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just not really like. While she definitely could, it's not quite what she would want. Yeah. So. All right, is that all you had for Daphne? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, I don't have a whole lot for Velma, but she's basically, like, well, ish. 
she's part in the reason why this whole story takes place. But she made a transporter ray. Um, we see it first being used to get Scooby down from the like chandelier uh, light of uh, their clubhouse, treehouse. Uh, and then uh, Fred comes in and is like, guess what? Like, we're, you know, we were, or I was acknowledged by this group, the Critter Getters. Uh, in New York and whatever, and so Elmo transported them all to New York. With her transporter ray. Yes. Well, and that's Shaggy at first was like, is this going to hurt and whatever? And so he's like, nah, because he had it done to him before. He's oh, like, It'll yeah. be okay. <laughs> it didn't hurt. But she makes another invention uh, this episode, which... Uh, Scooby or Sh I think it was Scooby was like she's on a roll today but she makes a mystery detector which unfortunately Scooby kind of fell into and so it zapped him and he kind of became a mystery detector yeah his nose started beeping and blinking red which was alerting them they were in a mystery yes and it wouldn't blink again until the mystery was solved so Scooby is now, at least for this episode, a mystery tracker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my only other note was that she comes up with the plan. This might oh, be yeah. the last time we see her come up with the plan before Fred takes over. Yes. Um, she's. I've noticed in the past few episodes, I mean, not like just the past few, but like, more heavily I've noticed she's in the background when they're talking mm. she's like tinkering on her suitcase or she's has her magnifying glass out looking at a clue or she's also been recording things with her camcorder mm. so it's just kind of interesting she's like you know she's being Velma doing her investigating I feel like these last few episodes she hasn't talked a lot yeah all together like She's definitely gone, yeah, kind of more in the beginning where she would, mm -hmm. wouldn't talk. Even, didn't she hold up a sign? That yeah. That Jinky's a clue. Like, uh -huh. She didn't even say it. She just held up the sign. Yeah. Which, I'm, like, curious, like, what made her go back to being more shy, you know? I don't know. Um, the next thing in our timeline, uh, she really starts to show her sassiness so her sassy side's about to come out it's about to be unleashed <laughs> uh, that was all i had okay for velma so shaggy he narrates the beginning of this last episode um when we first see him he's making a pizza which could be the 32nd pizza he's made today because uh, Scooby keeps eating them. <laughs> yeah, he, like, keeps throwing them up. You know how you do when you make pizza, and Scooby just, like, keeps catching them in the air. And he's like, I wasn't done with that. Oh, uh, we learn that him and Scooby have a contract saying they can't catch snail monsters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which, clearly, that contract got denied this episode. Yeah. They can never get out of it. Mm-hmm. Shaggy was also, again, was like, time for the romp, Scoob. Start yep. the music. <laughs> that was my last note for Shaggy, is that, yeah, he calls it a romp again. 
Which this, okay, this romp, speaking of, felt more in tune with the series, like others that we've heard. Yeah, it was, the music was very fitting. It was mm-hmm. almost like 70s, 80s vibe. Yeah. And the dancing was fun. Yeah, did you notice, like, when they would cut to just them dancing because they were in New York? had like the sparkle to them yeah it was really cool yeah they I, I i don't know i definitely felt like they kind of went i mean they didn't like all out but they kind of added a little flair to this last a episode razzle dazzle yeah <laughs> uh that's all i had for shaggy me too okay so scooby i mean we kind of just said this but uh he's had 32 pizzas today and shaggy's warning him like that's a lot for you, Scoob. Like, you need to chill. Which is kind of funny because in the sleepover episode, they both ate 300 pizzas and were still hungry. So. Yeah. I guess it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, he gets sapped by Velma's invention, like we said, and his nose starts to blink, and he's like worried that it's gonna be, you know, blinking all the time. But she uh, t- tells him, you know, like, don't worry. It just blinks when there's a mystery, and then it blinks once the mystery solved. So, uh, and then he, he's the one that ends up catching the monster in the end, so. Yeah, it wasn't, did he do it accidentally? Yeah, it, he, like, messed up the trap again, the plan, and then, uh, like, fixed his mistake again to catch Yeah, him. which is kind of funny. He always just accidentally. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny, too, because before before the snail monster gets trapped, there's a scene where they're like, they're, well, so the snail is in roller skates. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. He's like two little legs and he's in roller skates. And so Scooby like gets in a roller skate costume. Like a, yeah. <laughs> and skates around and picks it up and starts skating with it. And then like skates out in the streets. Yeah. And throws the snail into the sewer. And also... In another part, he uses, like, salt to repel the snail, because snails don't like salt. So he was, like, kind of mean to the monster. Yeah, I know. He was just like, just get out. <laughs> yeah, but the monster kept coming back until eventually he captures him. I also put that Velma says he's the greatest oh. to Scooby. Oh. Because he caught the snail monster. Oh, yes. He saved the day. <laughs> So, we had Red Herring in this last episode. Uh, he gets transported by Velma's invention to basically come and tell Fred, like, wasn't me, I'm not even in New York until now. Like, Yeah. So, nothing too crazy, but I... Make... <laughs> what? Sorry, I was just going to say, he did make an appearance. Yes, that's. I was worried he wasn't going to since they went to New York. I was like, oh, no, they're going to New York, so... You know, Red Herring probably won't show up, but oh, they got him in. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay, so for our side characters, oh boy, we had Lara, Jane, Carla, Barbie, Mallory, Benjamin, Morton, Mitchell. That is one person. That is her birth name. Her new name is Rosemary, Kate, Heather, Tiffany, Bebe, Smith, Jones, Wu, Nelson. Or you can just call her Julia. <laughs> Julie, yeah. Julie? Oh, yeah. I say Julia? Whoops. Julie. So she went through all that trouble to change her name to another long name to just call herself Julie. <laughs> so, I mean, 
whatever she wants you with your life but so she's in new york and she owns a uh, critter getters which is basically like a monster catching its to spoof on ghostbusters basically yeah the posters have the people in like the ghost catching suits. yeah <laughs> uh and she like shows them around the places around her like place and was like we have these sophisticated machines to catch these critters and whatever and it's just like very proud of of the critter getters and whatever but unfortunately like they haven't caught any critters apparently and so like business isn't doing well and people have left the company and one went and started his own ghoul capturing business which we'll get into him in a minute but yeah that's that's all i really had with her yeah pretty much so we had lester leonard and he was a uh previous critter getter uh, until he left the company and made his own uh, company called Ghoul Gone. Um, you know, like Ghoul Gone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we see him, like, well, so they go to his, like, company's building and meet him and he's all like, oh, you can get this merch and you could have this merch and I sell this and that and he basically tells the gang, like, oh, there's no hard feelings between me and Critter Getters, you know, it just wasn't working out, and so I decided to go do my own thing, and this happened, that happened, and I made my own uh, ghoul-catching company and whatever. Uh, and eventually, we see him actually capture the snail monster, but that's a big clue that Scooby's nose didn't go off once he did, meaning the mystery actually wasn't solved, and so they, you know, Obviously had to look into it as to what really happened. To yeah, the what's monster. really going on? Then we met Engelbert. Engelbert Newton. Newton, yes. Uh, he does like a puppet show on the streets with his hands. He doesn't actually have puppets because yeah. they're too expensive. Business isn't doing well. He apparently wanted to be a critter getter, but he didn't get in. So he's like... He has hard feelings towards the company. Yeah, he's really bitter about it. Yes. And it was funny. He's like, I like face paint as if he was like a mime or something. Yeah. I didn't understand why. Yeah, he was he was a weird dude. Yeah, it's, yeah he was just, just like yelling at them the whole time. And they were like, we're just trying to ask what's going on. Like, <laughs> yeah. So the villain of this episode is a skating snail monster. He's basically like a giant snail, but has skates and a hockey stick. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of ironic because he's in skates so he can get around faster because he'd be super slow. <laughs> yeah, he had these like tiny little legs, <laughs> yeah. so I guess that was how they allowed him to move Yeah, quickly. Uh, at one point we see him like be polite and he opens a taxi door for Daphne and Velma. And oh, yeah. That was all, thank you. It was during the romp. Yeah, they're running away from him, and they're, Daphne's like, taxi, and then he's like, hey, taxi. Yeah. And then Velma's like, thank you. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just thought that was funny. It's like, he's trying to be all intimidating, but then, like, his 
human side, I guess, like, you know, kind of came out of him. Yeah. And then he was, like, they drove away, and he was like, wait, shoot, crap. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. So, uh, didn't he have, like, a helmet on his head? Yeah, he had, like, a weird square hat helmet thing. Yeah. And gloves, too. Oh. Matching gloves. I didn't notice the gloves. Yeah. So the criminal of this episode is was Lester Leonard. <gasps> of course. So, yeah, uh, we learn that he was uh, every... Like, monster and ghoul that he supposedly caught was actually just him. He made up the monster, the ghoul. There never actually was whatever he says that he caught. And uh, he, you know, basically made up the stories, made up this and that. And uh, just was trying to keep his business, like, have good reputations so that he can sell merchandise. And so, yeah, he made up his own monsters and captured them all every time and so uh the snail was just another one of his monsters he was creating and that's why he caught the the snail monster super fast super easy yeah and so yeah he went to jail he so that means the critter getters are back in business because they're the only ones now so yeah that was that was the episode. Was it. it was a pretty good episode. I think it was a good finale. A good just classic yeah. in Scooby-Doo style. My one thing, I mean, not that it's a big deal, but we never saw them go home. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, know they're still in New York. Like, they, they have the transporter, so, I mean, I'm sure that's how they get back, but... Yeah. We just, we never actually saw them go back home, which I'm... Again, it's a cartoon, but I'm like, um, are their parents freaking out? Like, yeah, are they okay? Yeah, where are they? It was night, too. Yeah. In New York City, so. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> so I had a little extra for this episode. Um, eventually, at one point, Lester, when they're visiting, like, his company's building, he's showing them one of the monsters that he caught that only took him 15 minutes to catch. And he calls it the moss, the moss monster, and it was very identical to what uh, Red Herring has dressed up as. I wanted to say from the very first episode, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think what he dressed up as was a purple, like mud monster. But I'm pretty sure that the, that moss monster, like at least in some form. Red Herring is dressed up as and scared the gang at one point with. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. I just found that interesting. Well, we did it. We made it. Oh my goodness. We I made it can't believe up. it. It doesn't feel real. I know. It's not going to hit me until the next time we record. I'll be like, it's time for a pup. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's not time for a pup. We finished it. <laughs> So, uh, the next thing we're going to be going into is our first movie, um, but it is not a traditional movie. Uh, the next thing we're going to go into for our timeline is uh, The Scooby-Doo Adventures, The Mystery Map, which 
uh, if you guys don't know, is a puppet movie, actually, the only puppet Scooby-Doo movie. Uh, the reason being is because they are still kind of kids, teen, tweens stage in that movie. They're still in Coolsville. They're still in their treehouse. Uh, their designs of the puppets are of the pup uh, designs. So, uh, yeah, but that's our next uh, chapter for uh, the podcast. That's where we're going next. Um we are going to be having an intermission episode. If you're listening to this episode when it releases, then if you would like to send in an email or shoot us a DM on Instagram or uh, Twitter, you can. Uh, our email is sdlegendpodcast at gmail.com. And for Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at sdlegendpodcast. So what we're going to be doing is, like I said, kind of an intermission episode, but more or less kind of review what we've learned and seen all throughout A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, kind of just look back and um, pinpoint, you know, kind of important parts, but also talk about what were our favorite episodes, what are some of our favorite characters, favorite moments, monsters, villains, criminals, this and that, you know, just kind of a, a review before we jump into the next uh, big part of our timeline. Um, so if you'd like to send in any of your questions, concerns, comments about the timeline of from Pup Named Scooby-Doo so far, uh, please do via email or DM. We'd really appreciate it. We'll bring it up and talk about it within that episode. So, I mean, we'll talk about it in the next episode, but just off the top of your head, now that we're going out of a pup named Scooby-Doo, what are you hoping to see next in the timeline? Um, you know, it's kind of hard for me to answer that just because I know what the next movie is. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't think it will, like, give me any, like, riveting new information. Yeah. But I guess, like, not just, like, the next movie, the next few movies in the next series, maybe just more, like, just them being older. Mm-hmm. And like not so. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say immature because honestly, they're they're pretty good. Like yeah. for the most part, I definitely think Fred's the most like wild <laughs> one, I guess. But True. It's all like in an innocent way, so I guess just seeing them a bit more older and maybe having a bit more complex emotions and just yeah. seeing, yeah, just kind of seeing them grow, grow mm-hmm. up a little bit. Definitely, I mean. I obviously know what's coming and what's going to happen. Yeah. But I'm honestly, like, I mean, I know Scooby-Doo more or less is repetitive, but I just feel like Pup is way more repetitive than most Scooby-Doo. For sure. (laughs) And I'm just honestly, like, excited to get out of this constant, like, everything. Everything that happens in an episode, like, has to happen in an episode. Yeah, it's like a checklist you have to do everything. Yeah, and again, I know, like, most of Scooby-Doo will still be that way, but it's not like everything has to happen in every episode, you know? It's just, like, there's this checklist of Scooby-Doo and at least, like, three of three items of that checklist have to happen in every episode type of thing, yeah. you know? And I'm just excited for kind of a new formula for Scooby-Doo. I, again, f- f- re-watching Pup Named Scooby-Doo, it's not a bad series at all. I've enjoyed it. 
but it definitely is I feel like isn't as rewatchable like I can sit and just watch the episodes over and over you know and back to back as yeah. much as other series of Scooby-Doo and or like especially the movies and whatever um again it was made for a younger audience than most Scooby-Doo is uh which I mean yeah that makes sense they're kids and everything in the time period that it came out uh but I I'm honestly again not that it's a bad series I'm just excited to get out of Pup Name Scooby-Doo I really am yeah it's a super cute series, definitely. Yeah. But again, it's just it's just like one of those things that you would watch maybe once a week every Saturday morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably. I mean, it came out in the eighties, yeah. so that mm-hmm. was definitely was not meant to be watched. Like. Yeah. Executively mm-hmm. too close together, but. So, yeah, we'll <laughs> see what comes next. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> the next episode, uh, London will be joining us once again. Yay. We're gonna get her back. She's back. <laughs> She's been dying to come back, and uh, we're finally going to get her back. And so, yeah, we'll catch her up and get going. I'm so excited to go on to, like, the next big thing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even definitely. if it is puppets. <laughs> it's funny. It really is a funny <laughs> movie. As, like, stupid as it seems, it's one of those, like, stupid, funny movies. Like, okay, it's kind of like Napoleon Dynamite, you know, where it's just, like, <laughs> It's so stupid, you just sit and laugh, and then, you know, it's, like, one of those movies you can, like, rewatch every so often, and it's just still funny. Yeah. You know, like, it's a movie that they definitely didn't take seriously, so. Anyway, we will uh, see what happens in uh, the mystery map here shortly, and until next time, we'll catch you then. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye! Bye!